Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Lawrence. One of my friends said that we should not have a bicameral legislature and that equal representation in the legislative branch is a bad idea. What? Basically, you wanted to get rid of the Senate, which is kind of the dumbest thing I've heard in a long time. Because I mean, he's afraid that that population's not being counted th- or something, but that doesn't make any sense because that's what the House of Representatives is for. Do we really need a Senate, though, Cody? Yes, we do. We need two houses. This or is else- the start of the episode, by the way. Good. Yeah, we need two houses in the government, or else yeah, that's true. To keep one from going crazy. Well, yeah, and the that's legislative true. branch in particular, because. So, yeah, Wyoming does deserve some voice, even though it has, like, two people. I think it's up to four now, but continue. No, that's my whole point, is that you can't get rid of it just because you don't like them. I, I mean, if anything... <laughs> Fuck you, Josh. <laughs> it's the only thing I could think of that conversation. Um, no, I, I, I think um, the fact that they have two senators maybe means that the Senate is er, Wyoming, for instance, is maybe overrepresented. You could make that argument. It's like California has two senators for sixty million people, and New York has two senators for twenty nine million. Yeah, people, but how many people does it have in the House of Representatives? One. That's a lie. Wyoming? I think oh, they have, no, I thought I think I they have an like at-large. California. I'm at California. Oh, California is at like 60 or something like that now. So how how is it not fair? Uh, I don't know. I don't really... I think... I don't think a, asking for proportionality in representation is a very bad idea. But it's kind of like the Electoral College, I think, in the sense that it like tries to act as a safeguard for people to like do the right thing. But I don't know. Abolish the Senate. I, I support that motion, Cody. I've never said that. But okay. Yeah, that's exactly. That's exactly what you said. I think if he you, just said the exact opposite, actually. No, I think that's what he said. If you could start over, Cody, start over. You got the pen in your. You're you're in a shack with TJ, writing that old, writing all the documents. What would you write change? The Constitution. What would I know? But just with TJ and all those guys. Just shaping the country, what would be the one change that you would make? The one change I would make? Or, like, if you could only do change one thing, and, like, an amendment, or just, like, a rewriting of the language, or what? what would I you don't change? know. I think the Constitution's a pretty perfect uh, document. Um, what would I change? Let's take slavery off the table, because, like, that's, oh, yeah. you know, that's see, an easy answer. That. Nobody wants that. Bit that. Of the three, that bit of the three-fifths compromise, I don't think we should put that in there. Oh, you mean the um, basis for the Electoral College? Nice. That's not what that... What the hell are you talking about? Yeah. You fucking liberals, dude. <laughs> I'm not that liberal, according to you, so... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying I've seen more liberal people than you. Yeah, same. I'm an eight. I'll stand by that. But what, what would you change? 
the third and the seventh amendment. Josh, can you just give us a refresher on those? Uh, I have to do research. No, I, I'm just... Okay. Third Amendment is no soldier shall in time of peace be quartered in any house without the consent of the owner, nor in the time of war, but in a manner to be prescribed by law. Wow, that's a really stupid one. Completely useless. Yeah. <laughs> and then the seventh is... <laughs> In suits a common law where the value in controversy shall exceed twenty dollars. Is that to scale or is that like twenty dollars in seventeen? That's twenty dollars and that's seven in um seventeen hundreds time, but I think they should either change the language or get rid of that amendment because it's like eighty thousand dollars. It's like nothing now. Like you break my mm, let's see, what's twenty dollars? You break my copy of The Dark Knight Rises on Blu ray. Yeah. I could sue you. <laughs> that's what that says. And I think that's I don't oppose I don't oppose that. So if I, I if I if I break a copy the, sold for nineteen ninety nine, then you can't sue me? Is that tax included? <laughs> yes. Then no I can't. Not with a jury anyway. <laughs> uh let's see, what would I change in the Oh my gosh. Hmm. Uh, let's see. I would make it, I would say you cannot run for president. I'm trying to think of reasons to disqualify daddy, but, oh yeah, you can't run for president if you're over 72 years old, or you will be by the end of your first term. Well, that gets rid of Dr. Bernie. No, no. He's doctor. I know, I know. I just, I think it's weird that we live in a culture where you can be considered too young to do something, but not too old. Like, that is always kind of seemed like bullshit to me, because... Like, Joe Arpaio was running for Senate in Arizona, and he's, like, 86 years old. And he was, like, an idiot, you know, for basically his entire life. But now he's, like, a senilic soul and idiot who just makes stuff up and, like, is, ah, the, you know, the migrants are coming and going to burn down our houses. And everybody's like, that's that's what they're going to do. He's just, he said it. He's a, he's a person. And it's like, no, he's out of his gourd. He's not... He is a person, though. That's objectively true that he's a person. That's true. Also, there should be, like, a different... There should be someone other than the U.S. government that that makes rules about the U.S. government. Because, like, they give themselves raises all the time. I'm like, no. No, don't... You shouldn't be able to... The House shouldn't be able to say, yeah, let's pay the senators more, and vice versa. That's really stupid. Will you check the 26th Amendment for me, please? Cody, stop doing this to me. See the 26th or the 27th, whichever the last one Yeah, the 26th is. is about voting. 27th is, let's see, no law varying the compensation for the services of the senators and representatives shall take effect until an election of representatives shall have intervened. That's still, I don't want that power within the Senate like or or the House. It should be like a Supreme Court thing or some like objective separated entity. Because like, you, well, be you shouldn't be able to write the rules. You shouldn't be able to write the rules yourself that's just stupid and that just well then who does get to write the rules i don't know some extra fourth entity i don't know they'd have to create something fine then let the judicial branch do it let the supreme court decide but then who decides how much the supreme court gets paid the president of the united states yes that's a hard yikes we should also have a a harder direct democracy i feel like we like there should be more provisions like when you go to vote 
you vote like in New York, they had the teachers thing like a couple of years ago. You should be able to do that on election day instead of passing bills. You should say, "Hey, do you want this?" Yes, no. I don't know. Uh, what are we doing today, fellas? We are hanging know. out, right? I guess so. I guess so. So, would either of you like to get things started with the topic, question, prompt, or thinly veiled threat? I feel like that's your job. I'm offering it to you both if you want to take advantage of it. I've got nothing. You go. Okay. Josh? Um, sure. Let's talk about something brought to you by my today's rewatch of the 1998 classic. Yes. Known as Halloween Town. Yes. Oh my God. I can't wait for October to be over, but continue. Fuck you. Thank uh, you. I don't. You, you mentioned Disney Channel movies at some point recently. I don't D- know, Cody. Cody, do you Josh, watch Disney Josh, Channel at all? Josh, they're DCOMs. Shut up. They're decoms. Yes. Please, oh okay, come on. Decoms, of course. Whatever. Jesus Christ. What are you guys' favorite decoms that you remember? Fuck off, Disney Channel. What do you? What's decoms <laughs> even mean? Disney D-C-O-M. Channel original movie. That's the stupidest thing I've ever. Heard. It's, it's a decom, people. Cody. Oh, I respect I it. I don't know why. Um, my best. Probably the Even Stevens movie. That was a great one. Or that one about the house that was alive. Smart House. Ah. Uh, Classic. Ah. Uh, uh, maybe. Good. Hmm. Yeah, that's pretty much all I got. Ah, uh, man, that's a really tough one, Josh. I'd have to go with Cape Fear. Directed by Martin Scorsese, I think that one really, <laughs> that one really captured the uh, the Disney Channel aesthetic. Um, no, fear. you can't go wrong with Smart House. Obviously, the one, the Thirteenth Year. Remember the stupid mermaid yeah, the, one? The mermaid one. That was good. I thought that was kind of fun. Halloween yeah. Town, obviously, classic. Well, yeah, I only didn't say that one because obviously. I knew. Obviously, y'all were. Oh, of course, sure, sure. Uh, Mom's got a date with the vampire. Very good. Yeah. Oh, Phantom of the Movieplex? Oh, the Megaplex, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was a good one. Wasn't Mickey Rooney in that? Yes. The Luck of the Irish, hello. Can I get I some? I, I watched that a couple of years ago. Luck it of still the holds Irish. up. Yeah. Yeah. They're not bad. Cadet Kelly I could do without, honestly. Uh, I really don't need any Cadet Kelly in my man. life. I never got on the Hillary Duff train, I suppose. Who Does the Lizzie McGuire movie count? That wasn't Disney Channel. That was a theatrical release. Yeah, and that's not a decom. Decoms, just, decoms are televised. Pixel Perfect was really stupid, but I have fond memories of it. Which one was that? That it's was the where like they made the guitar. It was like a guitar player that was a girl, but she was a hologram or something. Oh she, yeah, yeah, people still remember. bought it. It was really stupid. I don't remember anything about it, but I remember it. I remember Tiger Cruise for some reason because Bill Pullman's in it. I've, but I, I remember seeing commercials for it, but never watching it. Oh, can I tell you guys real quick? I hated The Proud Family. Oh, that, really? That show was such a cringe. It was just oh, so yikes. terrible. I guess, um, I guess our own fearless leader is a bit of a... <laughs> <laughs> that whistle stands for racist. <laughs> no, I just didn't like the show. Because you I, don't like black people. No, I it's just, okay. I, listen, you can say you can believe whatever you want. No, 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 no I just don't like the animation. 
The animation hmm. just drives me up a wall. I don't like. I'm very yeah. picky with animation. That's like, not what I'm hearing. If they're if they're proportions, if the proportions aren't right, I just get upset. I just get really, really upset. Uh, I feel like there was there's older ones that this. Oh, there's tons. I have, yeah, I have showing. a list of them, but yeah, there's tons of them. Yeah, let's rattle off a couple of years. Go for it. Uh, there's Johnny Tsunami. That was great. <laughs> the Wikipedia page is list of Disney Channel original films. Hell yeah, <laughs> definitely films. Hundred percent. Oh my god! Um, another ones were good. Uh, what was that one called? The ultimate Christmas present. Never which heard of that. that. I don't remember which one that was. Um, oh, <laughs> I read. I did, I just read one on the list that really threw me off for a second. It's called Back what? to Hannibal. What the? <laughs> the return of Tom Sawyer and Huckleberry Finn. It's like, <laughs> oh, okay, that could have been weird. Weird. Very strange. Uh. Eddie's Million Dollar Cook-Off. That was a good one. I remember that one. Um, what was the Jump Rope movie called? Jump In. Yes. You had half of it. Did I? Okay. Yes. Yeah, Jump. Okay, yeah. I remember loving that movie. That was fun. Shout out to my sister and my date with the president's daughter, which was one of our <laughs> favorites. I do remember that one. It was... That's the guy from uh, um, Boy Meets World in it, right? Yes, yes. Okay. Yes. Wasn't there one that starring was Dabney starring Dabney Coleman as the president? I feel like there was one that starred uh, Shia LaBeouf about him being like Are you mentally talking? disabled. <laughs> I know. I think no, that was it, a documentary. There was one with oh. there was one with Frankie <laughs> Muniz where he was handicapped. Um, I'm thinking. I mean, it starred both people from what's that show? Even Stevens. Because I only remember him in the Even Stevens movie. I don't remember him in anything else. Shout out to Beans, by the way. Beans is great. Oh, he's not. Disgusting. (laughs) Uh, Cody, you want to know my favorite scene of my date with the president's daughter? What's that? It's when uh, the president's secretary dies, and he goes to his local church and curses at God. Curses in Latin. Yeah. Then he's like, then he comes back to the White House, and he's like, my daughter's on a date. Ios mio or something in Latin. Then he curses at her in Latin, and then he announces he's going to run for a second term. <laughs> God, <laughs> you know, you know what my date with the president's daughter would be in the Trump administration. Hmm. Spending the night with Ivanka, and then Trump walks in. Oh no, she's Ivana. Of- Damn it, I missed that up. I keep. For- Why do you name his daughter such a similar name as his ex-wife? That's so weird. Because the joke is that Trump thinks his daughter's hot. Mm-hmm. And that's just a thing that we have to deal with now. Yeah. I, I hate him so much. He was, he was, he was shitposting about baseball the other night. I was like, dude, I don't like, the, I don't like knowing that, my, that the president of the United States has really hot sports opinions and he needs to share with people. It's like, that's not, no, stop it. That's, God. <laughs> Josh, make it stop. I don't. Have, I can't do that. No one can do that until November sixth. Yikes! That's true. Um, <laughs> how, ah, fuck you guys! How great of a um, meme is? No, I found it, guys. Oh, found you got, you found it. Oh, you got it. It's called True Confessions. I have it's no idea what that is. you? Oh, that's very early. That's a that's a movie that exists. Uh sure is. Oh, I don't. What's it about? What happens? <laughs> 
I was going to read the plot synopsis. Trudy True Walker thought she had the worst <laughs> life ever in having a father who was always working, a mother who never took her side, and a mentally challenged brother didn't help. But when True gets a chance to follow her dream and star in a TV show, she finds out what it really means to be a family. Yes. Dun, 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 dun. (laughs) You don't need the goosebump statement there. (laughs) (laughs) I like that meme, though. It's a good meme. No, DCOMs DCOMs are all right. I think the um, the last one I really cared about was probably, like, Minutemen or something like that. I don't know. It was Minutemen. What is that? It was like a time travel one. Let's see. Or maybe that was later, and I'm the, realizing the, how much of a weeb I was. Shout out to Twas the Night, starring Brian Cranston. What? You haven't seen that one? No. Oh my god, it's one of the best. When did it come out? Like, what year was that? Uh, like 2000, 2001. Yeah, know. 2001. It's Brian. It's Brian Cranston. He, he's he's like a deadbeat a, uncle. A post nine eleven world. How do you be a deadbeat uncle? Because he just he just shows up whenever he needs something from his brother. Okay, but a deadbeat implies that you abandoned somebody. Yeah, he abandoned his family. Yeah, but you don't need anything from your uncle. And he's like a, he's like a, he's a thief and he's a loser, but he's cool. And he's Brian Cranston. God, what a glow up his career's had. Good for him. All thanks to Breaking Bad, but you will fucking watch it. No. Sorry. Can't do that. Ooh. Fuck Supreme. The Poof Point. The Poof Point? What the hell is this? Two scientists invent an anti-aging machine. Yikes. Never mind. Uh, let's also, see. Also, shout out to the Kim Possible movie. Overrated, but sure. You're overrated. Thank you. Uh, Wendy Wu Homecoming Warrior. Remember that one? I do remember that. Yeah. Jump in, obviously. What's, what's the verdict on High School Musical? Love it or hate it? Oh, classic. Oh, feel like you'd be the one to hate it. I mean, why? It's the music. Cause, it's cause like the, you're it's you? the musical of a generation. Why wouldn't I like it? I mean, the songs are banging. Horrors, but I never. Okay. I, I prefer to La La Land because <laughs> obviously. Sad. Say that out loud for me, and just so you can hear how ridiculous high school it musical sounds. is better than La La Land will ever dream of being. That's cancer. <laughs> I hope you that I don't. I don't care every, about the movie. I hope that that you just lost five years because of that. High School Musical is shorter. It already has that on it. Thanks. I don't have to sit through it as long. I wish you didn't hate good things so much. There was a Sweet Life movie? When? Yeah, I do remember that happening. Oh my god, oh, this is 2011. I was way, I was too far gone. I didn't care then. Yeah, I think Camp, no, Camp Rock was, it was, yeah, Minutemen was January of 08, and that was the last one I remember actually watching. And it was like, fine. It was time traveling, it was actually surprisingly kind of neat. And then I just stopped caring. Another another underrated one, Brink. Wait, hold on. There's a new Freaky Friday, guys. New Freaky Friday? Yeah. Like, oh, with with everyone's favorite stars, Cozy, Julesdorf, and Heidi Blickenstaff. I mean, wow. With that kind of star power? <laughs> Wait. They're just... Oh, my God. They're not even mom and daughter. They're, like, friends. I mean, it's a reboot, so That's why not? so stupid. Why? I just, I just decided this. <laughs> Zombies also you, came out this year. Are you ever Are you ever going to watch it? Yes. No, you're not. We're doing an episode on it. You know. No, we're not. Shut up. 
the FFCU, Freaky Friday Cinematic Universe. How many are there? I don't know. At least two. At least three versions now. <laughs> yeah. DCOM's good run, but kind of sucked after a while. But maybe the maybe this new crop is the DCOM of a new generation. I don't know. They're still making them? Yeah. Yeah. There's only two this year. and I'm sure they're saving a bunch for the streaming service. Which segues us into my topic. It's a bigger topic, so we're, we can bite it off in little tiny baby pieces. Let's talk about the state of media, you guys. Okay. Specifically as it relates to, like, delivery and, you know, streaming and all that stuff. So. I feel like we've done this 20 times, but okay. I'm just trying to, like, because I think now that we've reached a, like, a smoothing out period, you know, like. Yeah. What was it? In 2000, House of Cards was 13, right? That came, that started to come out in 13. Sound, so sounds like, right. 2011 maybe 2012 was kind of when netflix sort of flipped the whole system on its head and like the we didn't really look at and youtube was also becoming more of a thing and all and like that's kind of when the next that new wave sort of came out and then like in so like in 2011 12 it was netflix that disrupted the whole system and they were doing the streaming service and was it only 2012 or was it i thought it was earlier than that well i know that house of cards was when they're like hey we should do our own stuff instead of carrying everybody else which is what kind of led to this new oh right right right. like i'm just kind of looking at that as the you know spark plug the spark of it i guess but um, spark plug, spark plug, the spark of the whole, blah, the blah, spark blah. that will light the fire that will bring the first order down. No, you. Okay. Remember Star Wars. Star Wars. Um, but no, yeah, like how Netflix, 2011 to 2013, and then with the House of Cards, obviously, was kind of when we immediate we pretty strongly shifted and kind of overnight from being. <laughs> Your NBC, your ABCs, and maybe your HBOs are, like, leading the conversation and leading, you know, content delivery, I guess. And then from there, afterwards, once people saw the Netflix model succeeded, then we got Hulu's, and we got, yeah, I don't know, what's the other one? I think Hulu had been around before that. Yeah, but, like, not in a very, not, like, in a big way. Like, it's, now it's producing stuff, and Amazon started becoming a big thing, and now Netflix sort of is now scaling back its syndicated stuff, for lack of a better term, and is going to go kind of all in on producing original content and all that. And contrary to what I guess we thought, the networks haven't really died. They've actually done a pretty good job of adapting. Like, even though people don't, like, you know, only a couple million of people, people are going to watch Superstore on NBC, you know? (laughs) Like, they're still making their money, I guess. I don't know. It's I see ads for it when I watch football, but you know, speaking of football, live events like football and you know the Oscars and the nine hundred country music award shows that we have to have because life is just misery twenty four seven, are like keeping it all afloat. So you can have these kind of shows. You can have a Big Bang Theory that kind of defies logic and becomes Fuck this enormous off. thing. I know it's it's a terrible show, but it is amazing that it gets so many viewers and makes so much money. It's pretty incredible. And I just kind of want to talk with you guys, like a little sort of round round table, I guess, of what you think the current state is like now that we've reached, you know, some some semblance of stability and what you think could change or what you hope to change kind of going forward. So, Josh, as a specific... I know you have a lot of qualms with this whole 
you know, Netflix becoming a hundred different streaming services. What do you make of this, of the whole change and kind of how, what do you hope for? What are you expecting to happen going forward? I mean, it depends on how it does go forward. Cause right now we have, um, Disney as a studio in their own. We have Warner brothers kind of has their own. I guess that's what HBO is. Um, and then Netflix, Netflix, Amazon, and Hulu. And then there's like a couple others. But I just, like I said, when I when this whole thing started, I don't want to see every studio have their own service because that's just, I just don't think that's a good idea. That, but, yeah, because then we're going backwards almost. Yeah, then it's so just, then we have we're, cutting ca- we're cutting cable and then we're going to the same price of cable, just a different <laughs> service, just a different way of getting it, which is fine but it's you're not really changing anything other than the way we get our media yeah, I mean, um, it goes the old saying of you know things change so they can stay the same pretty much <laughs> like it's yep. you know. um but i mean as it stands i like the stuff we have coming uh at least from what i can see uh i still like netflix i, I don't know why a lot of people say netflix is like gone downhill i think netflix is great um, I mean, it has shed a lot of like its syndicated programming. Like, obviously, you have The Office and Parks and Rec are your strong ones. Yeah, isn't Friends leaving soon? I don't know. And I, I mean, that's Friends my one. Soon. That's my one constant issue with Netflix is I don't like that they're a rotating door of content rather than something like HBO um, or what I assume Disney will be, which is just here's where you can find all this, right? And it's here permanently, um, which is why I'm probably going to get the Disney streaming service. Um, By the way, I'm just saying. All seven seasons of The West Wing uh, have been on there for years and will continue to be there. So that's just, that's up to you, Josh. On Netflix? Yes. All right. Good. You should it's watch it. Best yeah, show. Well, I have other things to watch. Better show than Breaking Bad, obviously. No, you haven't watched Breaking Bad. That's though. not true. Cody, how many times does uh, Walter White swear at God in Latin? He does it once, but he does monologue to a fly. Bullshit. It's great. Not a real it's show. Ryan, it's Ryan Johnson's episode, so you shut your mouth. Oh, you mean the guy who ruined Star Wars? Shitty guy. No us. thanks. Boom. Ruined yeah, it so hard, he's getting his own trilogy. Um, yeah, you tell him, Disney. <laughs> but yeah, I just, I, I'm open to this new um, kind of form of media um, streaming and everything. I just, I, I mean, I don't use cable outside of the last two weeks because AMC Fear of Us has been on and when I watch football, but that's it. I don't, I just cable when I you know I don't plan on having cable for the future. It just seems unnecessary. Uh, and I don't know, do you guys have cable or do you only do streaming? I always do streaming. Yeah, I've switched completely over to PlayStation View because it's just so okay. convenient. That's what it I was right on my that's only board. It is that's if you're gonna have cable, that's the way yeah, to do it. That's it's what like, I was thinking about. It's I think uh, I just added on HBO, so now it's like sixty five a month or something like that. And it's like all the you know all the movies I could want. I don't really have to rent movies, so that kind of t- not that I really have much. Um, I had that, and then live sports is like my kicker because like Syracuse basketball season starts, and that's kind of the on- that's like my only I need to watch every game or else I'll die kind of sport, and now I can do that, and it's got DVR and it's got like a mobile app that I can watch it on the go or whatever. It's like it's, there's really no need for cable. So as long as I have apartments that like provide Wi-Fi, then I'm just gonna yeah. stick with it. Like why not? And throw us some money, PlayStation. Well, yeah. <laughs> 
I guess we kind of we've already sort of broached the subject of you know, the future of movies. I guess like uh, you know yeah. I I don't know how def- how well I argued it, but I do think that the boom be- the boom bust potential for releasing something in the theaters count added to the money you make on people buying it and the money you make selling the rights to various channels or subscription services. I don't think the movie theaters are going away. So unless there's any new takes there, we can skip over it. I don't think they're going away. I think the system of which they're distributed will change, but they're not going to go away completely, at least in the next 50 years. If you, if you think there's not going to be any kind of change, you're out of your mind. I mean, has, have, have like concerts changed? Has going to the theater, like to see plays changed? In ways, yeah. No, you still buy a ticket and you go and you sit there for a couple hours and you go home. Like, I can watch a YouTube show from my phone, like, or I, sometimes, I guess. I can watch a YouTube show on Periscope or listen to a live feed, but it doesn't yeah, so take why, away why from... why shouldn't I be able to do the same thing with a movie? I'm not saying you shouldn't. I'm just saying you're, there's, no, there's, like, no need, almost. And, it's, and if there was, like, in, the, in a world in which corporations are trying to squeeze every single penny they can get out of consumers... The fact that they haven't done it yet and nobody's done it really in earnest. It, They've it been trying says, to do it for the last 10 years. And what? They just haven't found a, a, and, like a, a reasonable way to do it. If I'll say they will, if not, for, eventually, if not for, if, if, um, if not for movie pass and like the, you know, realizing, Hey, we can do subscriptions for this, like for, you know, movie theaters, just as well as you can with Netflix and stuff. I don't really see that changing much, if at all. Again, it's it's things changing to say the same is like you know again the theme of I think media overall. It's like we go through how it is, and then things change, and then we kind of revert to how it was, and then you know here's, we don't take leaps. We take like it's two steps forward and then one step back. Like you do make you do keep going, you you do progress, but you never really stray too far away from where you were until you get like. 30 years removed and then maybe it's like oh wow look at how far we came but what? here's the thing here, here here's my question yeah so regardless of whether they do change don't change stay the same whatever yeah the the whole kind of point here is whether you could get movies coming day and date theater and at home whether it happens or doesn't whatever why don't you want it that's that's my question that's what why i don't know. i why do you not want it because it will not affect you if you can still see in the theaters so what i want to know is why are you so vehemently against the idea but because i've had significantly more viewing experiences made better by being in the theater and okay but that and also i've had a lot more be worse by being at home because when i'm at home i've got like there's a restaurant downstairs and like as much as i like to zone into a movie sometimes they're yelling and you know clattering trash cans around the place or my roommates are making food or whatever. Whereas in the movies, I don't know, maybe if I, I've had just great luck or maybe you've had a really bad one. I like when I saw Mandy, I, I thought Mandy was a really good movie that is only was only heightened by the fact that I was sitting in a room with an audience who were reacting to it. And I just don't like I don't see the point of not doing that just for the convenience of not having to leave my apartment, which there's this thing called cabin fever where it's kind of it's mentally and physically good for you to not be in your house all the time they made a whole movie about it it's called the shining <laughs> i've i've never heard of that i'm sorry but was that your did i answer your question i don't no, know if but I like what i don't get is like 
that doesn't affect you though. It's like you would still be able to go see movies in the theater. That's not going to change your ability to do that. For certain, for maybe for certain movies, it might change that a little bit. For some movies might not be going to the theaters as much, but for the most part, like it's not going to change that. It would only affect the people like me that maybe don't want to go out to see a movie like, I don't know, A Star Is Born in the theater, and thinks that would just be something I can watch at home. I mean, and you can see it in the theater, and we can both be happy. I don't understand what the issue is. Um, hmm. I guess in theory. There wouldn't be. I don't know. Movies are. Kind of, I'm trying to like. Because it really to just sounds parallels. like you just want everyone to see movies in the theater because you love movies in the theater. I think it's the best way to experience them. I think and that, it's, and that's, I think it's the most. It's. I think we forget about communal. We undervalue communal experiences just on the reg. You know, it's easy to feel isolated when all, with all the headphones and smartphones and all that kind of stuff. That I think. Not just from a, I like it this way, but I think people are better off when they are sitting next to another human being, feeding off of each other's energy and the energy of the room. I just think in general, that's good. That's why churches exist. That's why people don't have Bible study at home. They go to church to do it. Uh, and, but yeah, and there also is, I do think it's a better overall experience. And but, I've only if had, some, but if somebody else doesn't, why should they be? confined to your preference quick easy answer because i'm right shoot i can't <laughs> believe it <laughs> um i don't know. I, mostly because i think that, that giving people the easy out of just you know paying like some like paying say, 20 or 50 or 30 dollars to see it at home that puts the the way I like to, the you know, the way that I and a lot of other people prefer to do this at risk for kind of convenience, I guess, way, for other people. But, but it's it, not. Like, we've seen, you know, MoviePass succeeded because people like going to the movies. And AMC is succeeding, by and large, because people like going to the <laughs> movies. And once Regal does theirs and it becomes a part of, it isn't just, you know, let's go buy tickets to the movies anymore. It's let's buy a subscription to this service and it becomes a part of your life and then even if you don't use it you still have it and you know think the further we get into that the lesser chance it is of maybe the maybe the maybe if like amc and regal combined get to like seven and a half million total subscribers let me do a quick math on that actually but look look at it this way you'd say you have one seven point five wait shit seven five zero 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 Seven five zero zero. You failed math, didn't you? No, I just hit buttons. So, like, if if seventy five million people between AMC and Regal, which they're not at yet at all, but could potentially get there, that's one hundred and fifty million dollars in the bank for both those two companies. Doesn't sound to me like something that you could say. Okay, well, we can afford to not, you know, to offer to work with the studios to offer certain movies day and date because we have this amount of money that we know is going to be coming in. Um, I don't think it's there yet i guess but i'm not saying it's there yet but i'm saying it could be and probably will be at some point i don't know and what it and when it is and if okay but if it is why should it not be uh again it's a a hard question to answer because i just don't i guess i just don't see because for someone i don't see i don't see people not going to see sports or going to like the 
play, like the theater or to see live music. It's just people can watch if people have the option to watch sports games at home while also going to see the live event. Yeah. Why can't they do the same for a movie? Because sports is different. They are different, but they're very similar. Yeah. No, I agree. I think they're they're, they're similar enough to be completely different. I guess is the best way to know how to put it. Uh, I don't. It's a it's a it's a tricky if, question. If somebody, if somebody, say, I just think I th- here. I think that people watching, you know, um, if if people, if you live in Cincinnati, you live twenty minutes from the city. You could, in theory, go to the games, go to every single home game you want to, go to the playoffs, go to the whatever. But what if you don't? But, no, but what if, if you don't and you stay home and you say, eh, I don't feel like going, I don't feel like driving and parking and, you know, getting f- overpriced concessions and all that. I'm just going to stay at home. I'm just going to stay home. No big deal. That stadium is filling up anyways because people are, because sports fans are crazy. And, like, bu- people are going to go to Buffalo when it's negative 10 degrees out with wind chill and snowing. And that's just sports fanaticism. I think with movies, it's in the movie theaters, it's a little bit, you're kind of teetering on the edge of, you're right, they can, they can go completely out of business and movie theaters are going to be a relic of the past really, really quickly. And I just think I don't care to give up that cushion, I guess, of stability just so a few people can, you know, watch a movie at home and, you know, be able to pause it to go take a dump or whatever. I just don't, I, I just think it's a little bit more fragile than a sports team is. And I don't, I just don't want to, if you give an inch, I think that it, it that whole part of the business is going to take a mile and then I'm not going to have my thing that I like to do because other people find it convenient. And but I just, then, and, and it's the movie's going to come out anyways. Yes. There should be a lot shorter of a bridge between when a movie comes out, like mission impossible came out in July it's coming out in December, which is kind of done for like a Christmas reason, but like it shouldn't. It should be like six weeks theatrical, and then it's you know on home video. But day and date, I just think it puts at risk the thing I like to do, and I but just here's don't want to th- do but that. But here's the thing: that's I mean, what you're talking about is essentially you know, demo- you're afraid that democracy is going to do what it does. Do not the <laughs> people, draw parallels between going to the, the movies and democracy. The, the, the people, if the people and their wallets decide this is what they want. The majority say does lean that way. Why should the industry not move that way instead? If that's what the the majority say they want. Hard yikes for me because it hasn't happened yet. And if it was going to happen, it would have happened. But if it did five years ago, this is all hypothetical. Well, hypothetically it's like, okay, you can say saying that because you don't like it, it shouldn't happen. But if the majority people say, no, we're tired of going to the theaters or we want to be able to watch a movie and not have to hire a babysitter or don't want to wait six months to see Avengers for like they should have just as much of the ability to see it when they want as you do. Uh, I think overall, I don't think people know what's best for them and they go for what's easy over what is beneficial, I guess. Like people don't want to people don't want to go out and vote. They just want things like taking care of for them. So when they don't, I don't know, that's a very bad analogy. I'm going to backtrack on there. Uh, Like, no, like I said, I think it is, I think communal experiences are important. I think it's, it's a part of, it needs to be a part of our lives. And if, 
If that means I think they are, but that doesn't mean movie theaters have to be the the singular or biggest one there is. I'm not. I don't really care if there's a communal communal experience at a theater. In fact, a lot of times I hate it because people don't shut up. It's not. It's not about like laughing or clapping or anything like that. It's it's literally all about the energy that you get. And I don't. I don't what care. Theaters about that. provide. That's just me. But I don't care about that. Okay. Well, I don't care for the isolation of sitting in a room watching and a I movie do. like that. It's, I, it's, I like silence and darkness. It's. I think. Yeah, we're dealing with hypotheticals, but I think the reality is that Movie Pass changed it. Changed things forever. Oh, it did. To quote the Dark Knight and AMC, the more like legitimate chains and brands are doing the same and it's just i think that's going to be the new norm until something changes and i don't if it if that ends up being like a theater tries out you know you can do it 50 dollars. but here's here's the thing that i think we're missing out on and an important point to address is that like you, you talk what's the main demographic you think of people who would want to buy a movie you know day and date at their house for 50 dollars I mean, it can range everywhere, but like the biggest one, main demographic, yeah, uh, us. probably. No, I don't think us. I think probably people in their like mid thirties to fifties. No, I don't think so. I think parents. Okay, that's the key. Parents have lived for centuries, knowing that once they have kids, they don't get to do fun stuff, to, or they don't get to have like so too big of a life outside your kids. So I don't. I don't think that is a big enough market i guess and a big enough of a push for to really change things but that's just me well that's just cynical talk here tonight thank you what do you think cody oh, i don't know i don't care <laughs> it's my favorite answer i'll get there when i get there okay yeah I, I mean it is it is a wait and see but i think i'm not gonna stop going to the movies so i yeah. don't really care subscription services have definitely pushed the pendulum in the other direction that very because i think if the, if not for a movie pass doing what it did and amc and regal reacting the way they have and probably will i think we would probably be at or near day and date right now but They've really thrown a monkey wrench in this whole thing, and the more legitimate it gets and the longer it stays, the more it becomes a part of our lives and our routine. And then we just, like Spotify, you know? Like, do you think people are going to, you know, stream music instead of buy it? I don't know, but they are now. It's just kind of how it is. And, it's, you know, once AMC A-List expands to, like, being bundled with stuff or whatever they end up doing with it, it'll only certify things more. Uh, let's see. What other what other part of the media landscape is there to to look at? Gaming is gaming a thing still? Yeah, I'm playing one right now. So like online gaming. Yes, so am I. Yes. <laughs> a new Call of Duty came out like a week ago. Really? I missed that. Cool. Cody has Red Dead. Amazing. What's it's really point? good. What's the point yeah. of Red Dead? Tell me. It's just it's GTA with po- Cowboys. What's the point of any Western movie ever made? be great there you go to keep to keep clint eastwood from just dropping dead well, that's the basically the point of this movie too it is by far the best looking game i've ever played in my life really it's got the best graphics i've ever seen in a video game i doubt that but okay so but you what think do you GTA? Doubt that? what do you think i mean i, I love i love I love, I love uh rockstar but i mean their graphics aren't why i play their games <laughs> 
What What's the point of Red Dead? What do you do? You're a cowboy. Yeah, it's GTA with cowboys. In a gang. Yeah. Basically, so you're just trying to get back onto your feet. I saw that the KKK is in it, and I kind of want to get it. I haven't gotten there yet. Yeah. I'm sure there's fine people on both sides. Oof. Uh, Kate, can we talk about cable news real quick? No. Can we have to? Cable news is garbage, and I'm not just talking about Fox, because that's obviously garbage, but why do we have panel shows? To make people feel validated so that they can listen to something and someone talk about their opinions. Mason. What? What? You're um, on CNN right now, aren't you? No, I'm sitting on my bed talking to you guys. No. Um, no Watching I, CNN. I mean, it's lit. It's basically just, I mean, what podcasting is yeah, to a true. lesser degree. I, I just don't. I, I don't it, like that they call it news. It should be called, you know, opinion pieces because that's what it is. But I don't. They don't call it news. Like there, mean, there's a difference between like CNN news. They're Day. called Fox Fox News. So well, that's because they're missing the U, Josh. <laughs> oh, news is it not stop. real? Um, yeah, that. No, I, d- I don't watch as much like cable news as I do. But I think that once you do put the cable in front of news, then sh- it kind of takes on a connotation that what you're going to see is, by and large, a panel. Yeah, a panel or opinion based. And like panels, they do, I think they do have some sort of helpfulness, I guess. When something happens and you kind of hear from a legal expert or what have you about, you know, or a strategist or something like that. Somebody with some semblance of experience in whatever they're talking about. That can be helpful, I guess. But, like, we don't need every show to be a panel show, pretty much. Like, Chris, Chris Cuomo's show is actually fairly good. Where I much prefer an interview where you just... It's one person talking to one person about, you know, not one subject, but, like, one kind of overall topic of subjects. And yeah. Like, when he interviews um, Kellyanne Con- Conway or whatever gremlin troll that is working in Trump's administration now. It's like, that is helpful. But like when Anderson Cooper goes out and he's like on his set and there's 30 people sitting at a desk on both sides of him and he's just talking to him is pointless to me. Yeah. It's, um, I don't know. Have you kept up with Collider at all in the recent times? Yeah. I've kind of seen him a little bit. Yeah. Not. So, I mean, it's a, this is kind of it goes into what uh, Christian's been saying for the last uh, couple of weeks now. Constantly, First basis, constantly. That's cute. <laughs> Christian Harloff. Um, <laughs> he's been really pushing this kind of idea of, and they kind of, I guess, they show it in their shows. But like the whole panel, um, it's not that they have it still, but it's like the whole idea of like the panel of people versus just a like what we're doing now, just a conversation. A casual thing is kind of this is becoming what that used to be kind of the new norm yeah and i don't and I, I, I never and I, understood I, sorry and i think it's i just think that's the, completely the way to go i think i mean it's i i get some people like to have things a little more structured and more organized and just like here's this topic this topic and this topic but it's like it just gets boring it gets yeah. tedious yeah and it's like i'd much rather see things just people just act, talk like people I used to be a big sports center guy, but the reason that nobody gives a shit about sports center anymore is because everybody's in a suit and everybody's got graphs and charts and stuff. And like there, we do get to a point where we 
there is almost too much information. I think the beautiful thing about podcasts is that it's been a, you've been able to take the people who do these shows and strip them down to just words and just their personalities and like I don't like I don't get the point of watching pretty much any TV opinion shows or anything like that. Yeah. Any news, sports, politics, whatever. I listen to pretty much everything because it's just so yeah, much more too. genuine and real and I don't want to hear somebody who can talk in a you know 45 second soundbite before they have to go to commercial. I'd rather have somebody, yeah. you know, say, "Hey, here's X, here's Y, and here's how it relates to Z and what do you think and oh, what about this?" and there's like a repertoire to it and not just yeah. blah, 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 I'm Rick Santorum, President Trump, blah, blah, blah. fucking whatever. Yeah, I mean, yeah. pretty exactly. I just I don't I'm not really big on the whole like I don't realize this is anything like that, whether it's news, movies, any that's um, panel based, except for one show. But it's just I don't listen to. I just try to avoid it now. It's just it's not interesting. It's it doesn't really do anything. It doesn't create. I mean, it can create good conversation, but you get better conversation and more authentic conversation with something like what we do or the tons of other shows that do just conversation and interviewing and all that kind of stuff. But. Politics, I, I will say, does get helpful because, like, I'll like the midterms are coming up, and you know, uh, I'm just going to be well, pretty depends. much glued to my TV pretty much all night. And the thing that works with that, and works with some sports, but not really a lot of them, is that you know, when in a case of the midterms where there's so much information, like there's a you know, two hundred, what is it? What's it, Cody? Four? How many people are in the house? Like four hundred. Yeah, so there's 400 House races, something I don't know. Uh, maybe a couple dozen Senate races, and then a dozen Governor races, and there's just like 600 things that you have to keep attention to. That that's what cable news for me and sports to a lesser degree, like sports, I guess the drafts or something like that that I'll maybe watch are helpful because there is like a running order of information that they're trying to get to you. But for just for AC 360 or Don Lemon, it's like eh, I don't know. I could go without that. Um, now let's play a game. It's America's favorite game show, I think. It's called Am I an Asshole? Yes. Where the, answer, we are, the answer is yes to all. No, it's a fun game. We're we're all going to say, give a take, like an opinion that we have. We can all do one apiece or more oh, as we boy. go. And the other two get to decide if they're an asshole or not. So the true sport that I am, I'm going to go first. Am I an asshole? Yes. <laughs> Please let me at least get halfway through it. Go ahead. <laughs> we all know. Am I an asshole for shutting down whether or not I'll listen to somebody's political opinion based on the person that they are? If it's just based on their personality, then no. No, not personality, just overall person. Or their is it their personality like, or their beliefs? Like the whole thing with the whole thing with Trump is like you you know, you need to give him a chance. Or like conservatives love to talk about liberals don't want to hear any different ideas. And like I'm open to good ideas. But I'm open or like to different ideas. But I'm no, open. They're, they're, the, they're the same way on the other side. I know, they're, but I'm, I'm open to hearing good ideas. Like if like John Kasich, I found is like the only Republican, pretty much at least in politics. Should have, he should he should be our president, but he, America sucks. He, really yeah. should be. he would have definitely raised the bar a little bit. Um, he's the only Republican, and it's amazing because I really try. You, you, well, you, I don't think you guys realize, and not a lot of people realize, and I, it's my own doing. I really try to listen to what Republicans are saying, and I really try to understand why they think that certain things would be better overall for the country, but I just can't, because, like, 99% of them are just 
terrible overall, and then the 1% is, like, kind of too stupid to really care about. And, I don't know, I kind of, like, when it comes to Trump, at least, like, I just, I dude, I can't listen to what you're saying. I Maybe you're, maybe you're 100% right on our current trade agreements, but you're such a raging piece of shit that I don't care to listen to you. The same goes with, like, the Charlie Kirks of the world, or the Candace Owens, or the... I don't know, John Hannity's. She's crazy. Oh, my God. And I just, I don't know. I kind of shut it down completely. And I do, like, I'll listen to a conservative that I respect. But right now, at least, and this has only been when I'm paying attention, so maybe it's been going on forever, I don't really care to listen to any of them. Because I just don't think that they're coming from at all a place of genuine, this is how I feel, and this is why I feel it and why you should agree. It's just all, you know, Mexicans are murderers. Liberals want to kill babies. Uh, liberal establishment, liberal media, whatever. It's like, I just kind of tune, I tone it out. So like, that's why I think I'm become as liberal as I have over the last, last few years. Cause everybody on the other side to me just comes off as a total dumb shit. And so am I an asshole? Yes or no? Or kind of. Uh, sort of. Okay, I can live with that. Cody? Yep. Because <laughs> <laughs> he just went right for the yeah, hard yeah. Yes. Well, I, here's the thing. Um, yeah. And I'm not trying to attack you as a person. No, and you didn't realize this as I say this. I, I understand. I've seen the way you actually treat people on the other side. Yeah. You yeah. don't give them a chance no matter what. Like, I mentioned Jordan Peterson last a couple weeks ago, and you laughed in my face. <laughs> Sorry. And, but, but, and then this just because he's associated with the other side, you will never, ever give him a chance to listen to what he says. I and will. No, you I won't. I will. Pretend you will. You can pretend you will all you want. You're not going to. <laughs> I just it, haven't gotten it, around to it yet. Yeah, you know, no, that's fair. Is, that's a fair criticism. I'm a, you guys. If you want to poke, poke holes, you're more than welcome to. I, I'm very aware of my flaws. What were you saying, just, Josh? I mean, I have two things. One, it doesn't. I mean, I, when you, I don't know, you're, you're not on Twitter anymore, so it no. doesn't matter. But uh, like when you're posting about, you just it's you can't just go right for the fuck you every time. Yeah, that's fair. That, but like, that's who not, am I fuck you into, Josh? Tell me. I'm fu- I'm not fucking you into John Kasich. I'll never fuck you to John Kasich as long as he's still John Kasich, or. But like it Jeff Flake, it, Jeff Flake, I have no tolerance for Jeff Flake. He is a he is a noodle of a human being. He has no convictions. But that's whatsoever. not. But that isn't how we should deal with things. Like I don't see why not. I think why. Because it's be the better person. Being the better person is why Democrats don't. Are, have been have by far the overall majority, but don't but, really haven't been able to get the government electoral essentially mandate. Essentially, saying fight fire with fire. That's I mean that's what you're saying. I'm not saying fight fire with fire. I'm saying I'm more than willing to engage with people who can who I can respect. But if you don't respect them, then you treat them like garbage. Is that? And then the problem like there, Mason, is you just you don't try to. You you don't give people. I a absolutely do. Like, I absolutely like, do. And then go back to the other example. So I yeah. don't know how long ago it was a while ago, but uh, the guy I I recommended you listen to, Colin Moriarty, um, who doesn't do political video study anymore, unfortunately. But mm-hmm. um, he is a 
Let uh, me just say that was forty percent trolling. Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, I just need to. I have like I did. Just, I think I have. I am still following him on Twitter. Something okay. like that. He does have very interesting, yeah. well thought out responses that I can. I can definitely respect. I don't think he's. That's why I respect him. He yeah. isn't. He's smart. He yeah, doesn't no. attack people. He right. gives his thoughts in a no. whether you agree with them or not in a very no, calm can, and respectful manner. I can respect him. I but, I but when well what you're but like then you told me that. Uh, he, because he mentioned something about I don't remember what it was. It might have been about third parties or something. But he said we need a third party. We need another way because the two party system doesn't work. And mm-hmm. uh, you said, well, then I can't I can't listen to this guy because I don't agree with that or whatever. And it's like that. That's you can't. That was probably also trolling. But I also do think that the the solution to the two party system is not to create a new party. It's for the two party system to be held more accountable and to be like for you know bad politicians to be voted out instead of, you know, Orrin Hatch being in the Senate for 30 years. I think that the problem is a lot deeper than just we have two, we have one bad party and one kind of bad one. Okay. And it, it's more, well, that, we that, need to elect whole, better people. That, that's a whole other topic yeah. of conversation. No, I, I, I do. I try. I don't want to make this like a me sitting on the couch thing, but I do try. But like I said, the, like I said earlier, it's, it's hard. It's hard to find a Republican I can respect right now. Or even, you know, in the last couple of years. But I try. I want to. I hear people out. But once, you know, when you get a gut feeling about a, a Sean Hannity or a Steve Ducey or a whatever, it's kind of hard to shake that once they've already betrayed the public trust. Like, yeah, we should listen. We should be able to listen to Sean Spicer with some form of, uh, like, objectivity of what he's saying. But the very first thing he said was, President Trump had the biggest inauguration crowd ever when we know that's untrue. So when somebody colors your perspe- your perception of them immediately, like the first time, it's hard to distance yourself from that. And the go- it, same- it goes the same with life, you know? You only get one chance at a first impression. So, but maybe I, maybe I and we all tie ourselves too closely to that. But I don't know. It's, it's good to self-reflect, though. Appreciate it. Uh, Josh, your turn. Am I an asshole? Uh, I'm expecting that attack on your character, Mason. <laughs> no, I, I, it's, I think, I think it's, he, I think he has. It's very well-deserved. I, I, I can't say that I've never thought about those things myself. Of, hey, you shouldn't be doing this, man. You're kind of a hypocrite. But that's just kind of the internal battle we all fight. But, Josh, your turn. That's why I'm unaffiliated. Um, something that hot take opinion. I don't know. Um. Like if Could. somebody's six feet away from the door, I don't open. I don't hold it open. Am I an ass? Like it can be something I stupid, mean, philosophical, whatever. Yeah, that is that does make you an ass. Um, trying to think. Like at a What's point, it just becomes okay. I got I got places to be. I got like stuff I'm sure, to I'm do. Sure, I'm sure I can. I have tons, but Cody, you go while I try to think of it. Ah, all right. We'll bring up something I brought up a couple of weeks ago. Um, my hot take: Am I an asshole? I think suicide is the single most cowardly act a person can commit. Mm. I'll go sixty forty asshole to not asshole. Sorry. I think it's not okay. a it's not a decision people come to lightly and that it's only made under dire circumstances. But you don't see it as an immense waste of life? No, it is. But For a to some people problem. Yeah, well, I don't know if it's temporary, though. <laughs> if Bruce Wayne committed suicide, I probably would be like, okay, that's, you know. So, sometimes the heart just can't take 
a certain amount of pain. I think I think there's a lot more. There's a lot that goes into every individual case that sixty forty asshole is what I'm going to go with. <laughs> but like Jackson Maine, I don't think I don't see him him as an asshole for that. I think he fought a battle he just couldn't win. No, I don't think well, he's an no, asshole. No, it doesn't make he's him an asshole. It's, asshole. About, it's about Cody being an asshole. I know, but I'm, I'm just yeah, saying. No, no, I like selfish or whatever. Commit, I don't think people who commit suicide are selfish. Oh. Um, oh, yes, I do. Um, <laughs> I don't think he was in that movie. He got okay. manipulated into doing it. Yeah, Josh, well, what, what do you think? Spoilers for A Star is Born. Um, I don't know. It's tough. Um you cowardly? I mean, maybe a little bit. I don't know. It just it has a tough situation. I, I, I mean, if you're depends on the, the nature of the suicide. I mean, the the context of that person's life, where they're at. Yeah. I mean, but was Hitler's suicide like was that what was how would you that, that how would you contextualize that that was that, cowardly yeah what are you talking well, about I mean I actually cowardice. was by yeah. definition that was cowardly. Uh, um, I, I, it's hard to understand I think it's hard to appreciate and understand sometimes like you can say you do but you don't like if you don't feel it you don't really do the struggles I, of I, and the thing I, the internal things that people have to deal with and the thing is I don't I don't I don't think you're the thing is I think you saying uh, it's cowardly isn't necessarily untrue because I mean, no, but I don't think that makes you an asshole because I don't think them being cowardly necessarily makes them a bad person or is a like a problem with them. Yeah, if I if you know, think of it this way if you're cowardly because you don't want to go to war, that doesn't make you a coward, that just makes like I don't want well, I mean, to deal with this. Yeah, like it, it, it isn't cowardly to to want to avoid pain. I don't think, at least. If you were drafted, would you go? Yeah, I would yeah. cadet bone spurs it up, break my own leg. I would not. I, I would, and I they would not draft me for the for war, it. Josh. I would be of no value or use to anyone. Such you think you're an able body young man. As I'm much not as you really. hate to admit it. Um, Maybe as a long term, you, could be, you, long could, you could be whipped into shape in about a week. A week? There's a lot yeah. of baggage to unpack psychologically. You'd need more longer uh. than a week. Nah, I wouldn't no, even live in a hole. About that. Did I you wouldn't... not see um, Full Metal Jacket? Uh, I saw the early parts. Oh. Sorry. There's a hard yikes in there somewhere. You should watch it. Well, that's mine, Josh. It's your turn. All right. mine's, mine's a... No. Um, so mine is about uh, transgenders. Put it all on the table. <laughs> I am, I'm in full support of all rights for all different types of people. If you want to do this, you have every right to do whatever you want. Um, and I've also taken classes that I've learned about transgender uh, people. So I am aware of all the everything there is. Not everything, but the general sense of it. Is there a better group uh, of people to give their opinions on this than three white dudes? I'm just saying, <laughs> what a what a blessing. We need to get another voice in here. Um, but yeah. I, do, and, and, do you have girls in New York City, Mason? I'm not going to have them do this. No way. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so, and my, it's not necessarily an opinion. It's just kind of a, a question that I battle with. It's like a, Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily agree with the idea of transgender, or at least I don't know if I do. 
just because it's hate them. Okay. just because it's so it's such a foreign concept to me. Like gay makes not makes obviously doesn't make sense to me, but it's like <laughs> it's, it's it's fine. It's like I don't care, and yeah. this, I feel the same way about them. It's like it makes no sense to me. I'm like how and just like from a genetic standpoint and a scientific standpoint, it makes no earthly sense to me at all. Clearly, to others, it's not, and yeah, that doesn't necessarily mean. I'm right. I'm right. They're wrong or they're, they're right. And I'm wrong, but it's just such a, I don't want to say weird idea. Cause it's not weird. It's just not, it's foreign to you. Yeah, it's, foreign. it's foreign to me. You have no reference point for it. Yeah. And as someone who only has ever encountered one transgender person in my personal life mm-hmm. once, um, it's just like, I don't, by the way, that's multiplied in the six, in like the two months I've lived here. It went from being like two to like thirty thousand. It's fun. Um, but yeah, it's it's one of those things. Just like I don't I, I don't know if I agree with it or if I don't agree with it. I don't know. But I whether I do or don't, um, I still accept it and I'm fine with them. Yeah. But I don't know if I agree with it. Is my hot I take? I don't think that makes you an asshole at all. I'll go zero. No, I'll go one hundred. No zero. Or not an asshole. Completely not. I don't want to feel like doing the math. No, I, I think I don't think it's something that we're completely meant to understand. I think, like speaking to my own personal feelings, I guess I, of the things I've read about, it, it's like people saying I feel like a woman trapped in a man's body, or that's yeah. like one of the big things. Or like, like the did you ever watch anything about that? Um, what's the name? Jazz, the little boy, like no, new I, when he was like six. Yeah. Yeah, that um, speaks me out a little bit. I think I do because, like, science has shown us that the brain isn't done. It doesn't reach, like, its full maturity level until, like, 24 or 25. So when a young person does it, especially, like, young, young people, that ups- that kind of upsets me just from a thinking about another person's, like, I don't know, not, I don't want to compare it compared to, to a tattoo, but, like, we make a lot of weird very uh, decisions i guess when we're young because we just aren't 100 percent there emotionally yet and i'm you know i certainly made one or two that i was like or i thought about making one or two that i was like good thing i didn't do that because we there isn't a point of reference but like if it's bruce jenner wanted to become caitlin sure go for it i don't that's fine i don't really care it's good for you i guess the fact that you think trump's a good guy is stupid and weird but okay well she doesn't anymore yeah, I mean, it, I don't know why it, why it took her so long, but hey, she's here. Congrats, welcome. Um, but I don't know. But speaking from my own personal perspective, I don't like people say I feel like a woman trapped in man's body or vice versa. I don't understand where that feeling of like manliness comes from. Maybe femininity yeah. or something. I just feel like myself. Like there's nothing we almost about live in a post-masculine world. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Like I don't. Do you guys get that feeling too? Like you, don't, you don't feel like a man. You yeah, feel like Josh. I just feel like you me. Feel like, I just feel like me. You don't feel like it's a like, man. You feel like Cody, right? <laughs> Code Red. No, I, I feel say. like a, I feel like a man all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just pumping iron. Um, I don't. It's something like I don't understand. But unless, un, unlike, I don't understand why you think that you know we should close the borders. Like it, that doesn't come out of a like. Be saying I'm transgender and I want to change my gender, that doesn't come out of a place of to stick it to somebody else. It's just I, that's what I want to do. And like as long as it's not hurting or whatever anybody else, then 
go for it. But I, re- I personally don't care. Like, I don't feel strongly for it or against it. It's just, okay, Cody, asshole, no, not asshole. No, he's not an asshole. It's okay. fine. You can not understand. It's not like you're going out and telling yeah. people to go fuck themselves because they're trying to yeah. do that. So, no, we I think in, you're fine. We get into trouble when not we. Overall, everyone says, I don't, I don't understand this, therefore you can't do it. That's where it gets hairy. A question kind yes. of um, off of that one. Let's say there's legislation Oof. Here we go. that makes you call somebody by their preferred gender pronoun. Okay. Do you think that that's fair? It's not constitutional. That much I know. If that gets if that gets taken to like the court of Manitoba County, that's, that's getting shot down. A, that's more just a human decency thing. Yeah. Like, okay. a, yeah, it's freedom of speech, bro. That's freedom more of speech is freedom to stuff. In case you're wondering, that's why he's famous. Oh, really? Because he that's, says yeah. What? He in Canada they were doing, um, or it might have been Canada, or it was at least at the University of Toronto. They wanted to make people do that by law. Mm-hmm. And he said you shouldn't? He said that's stupid. Hmm. Okay. You're limiting my freedom of speech. And then, of course, all of the trans people thought that he was attacking their hmm. choice to do that or whatever. Yeah. But in, every time he, he spoke, he was like, <laughs> nine times out of ten, I'm going to t- ask them, what, or I'm going to call them by what they want me to call them. But I'm you, not, but you can't a monster. issue me a citation. You shouldn't be able to force me. Yeah, yeah. Like, you shouldn't be able to punish me because I don't want to. It Christ. is. It is a very. It is a more complicated issue than maybe I thought about. But I, that's probably going to be a court case in the next ten, fifteen years. If I'm a betting man, I can see it. Yeah. But and then, but since Brett Kavanaugh is on the court, he's just going to do a line, chug a Dos Equis and he'll be gone by then. Drunk dial squee. Josh, do you know how hard it is to impeach a Supreme Court judge? I don't know if it's ever been done. It's very hard. It could be. It still can be done. They, they get stopped in confirmation if, you know, the country is working the way it should. Jeff Flake isn't a piece of human garbage, but whatever. It's fine. It's totally fine. He'll be, he'll be dead by then. Really? It's not going to be very long. Until, like, until when? Uh, you said 15 years. You could be dead in 15 years? Could be. How old, the guy's not that old. How old is he? Kevin, he's like 52. Fifty-two. You know. Wow, dark. Things happen. Dark. Wow. See, that's a crime. He's inciting violence. Uh, all right. Watch, reading, listening to. Cody, start us off. Well, he stole mine earlier. He read that. That's it. That's all I've been doing. Yeehaw. Dead. It's good. You should play it. You should both play it. I plan to but i don't want to spend the 60 dollars right now i'm sure i'm saving for the harry potter game i'm yeah. saving for spyro spyro yeah the spyro uh reboot or not reboot re re uh remake hd remake okay spyro was a staple of my childhood and i will not have it slandered thank you you know it's a staple of my childhood what staples the store I went to a Staples the other day. There's a Staples up there? Wow. Yeah, it's in Auburn, yeah. Cool. What do you buy there? Pens. Nice. 
Don't just Amazon it. Fair. Good call. Good call. Uh, Josh, Red Dead, I'm assuming, is yours? No, because no, I, haven't, I just it. told you I haven't bought it yet. Oh, right. I'm sorry. I don't pay attention when you talk. My bad. No. Uh, what, what about you, then? Um, I don't know. What movies have I watched in the last couple of days? Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'll talk about this now. Uh, I finally saw Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom. Sweet Jesus. What a stupid fucking garbage pile of a movie. Yikes. Uh, I'm so happy I didn't see this. Uh, I don't, actually, I'll be honest. It's not actually a bad movie, I don't think. It's just because it's incredibly entertaining. Yeah, I and agree. I, I wouldn't say incredibly entertaining. I, it's entertaining enough. I like it more than Jurassic World just because I wasn't bored. And I like it more than Jurassic Park 3 just because it's more fun to watch. And Jurassic um, Park 1 because Trevor was better than Spielberg. Just shut up. Don't say that out loud. <laughs> Am I an um, asshole? <laughs> um, but it's... Colin Trevor's better than Steven Spielberg, yes or no? When, no. When the, I'm not is, an asshole. Good, thank you. I know you're joking, but no. <laughs> Got like, it. when that movie ended, just... Not even when it ended, just as I was watching, I'm like, thank God this guy was pulled off of episode nine. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know why I wasn't more worried. Like... I mean, you he saw Book is, of Henry. He, yeah, and then I saw Book of Henry. This is, he is a bad screenwriter. Like, I'm sure he seems like a very nice person. Yeah. He is an awful screenwriter. Um, this is a, this movie, like, it's really well directed in some points, but the script is, it is laughable. I, I, I like, I was in shock. I'm like, this is, this is a Jurassic Park movie, and it's like, Trash. she's a clone. She's a clone. Yeah, but then literally how we t- how Cody and I told you it went down, it went down, did it not? I for- yeah, I forgot. They're like standing in a hallway. They're like, she's a clone. And then the <laughs> Raptor comes and kills somebody, and they don't talk about yeah. it again. Yeah. yeah. So it's never, it's never acknowledged. And it's I, – I literally laughed out loud for yeah. a few minutes. Like I, it is – that was hilarious. Yeah. I couldn't believe that was real. And you told me about it, and I completely forgot. But I, I could not believe that that was actually happening. Um, it's pretty lit, though. Oh, it's so stupid. Um, and it's also just almost not beat by beat, but it's the same as Jurassic Park 2 mixed with Jurassic Park 3 in terms of the plot. And it's just I, I'm sure they're going to make a third a, not or sixth one, whatever we are at. And I, I, I just don't. What is this franchise now? This is Transformers with dinosaurs at this point. This, this is a mistake uh, is what it is. Yeah. Actually, the movie only made... It made a billion. I was going to do it a bit, but you ruined it. Yeah, it made $1.3 billion, so... Jesus. Someone's yeah. like I, I told you it was going to make over a billion, and you hoped I was wrong. And Let's see. There. I want to see how what the split is. First um, one made, like, 1.5. No, I don't care about that. I care about, like, if it does well in audience, with audiences or critic or It's got, like, a B. Uh, not I meant something else. Uh, domestically, it made 416, so it still would have been profitable. It was just released in the states, and foreign, yeah. it made 888 million dollars. Yep, yep. Movie they stars, man. The, yep. They sell movies because the like, Jurassic World made 652 here, and then 1.0 pretty much billion worldwide. But should they? No. No, 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 no. Yeah, no, they shouldn't. 
No. I mean, I can't really blame Universal for keep making them because it's just a billion. No, and right in your pocket. Com- so, makes complete sense. I just for them. It's just it's, it's awful. But how do you make a good Jurassic Park movie though? Now you you stop after the first one. Yeah, but that's that made, how you make a good one. But that made a lot of money too. No, it's, they, they're really not like they've already gotten to the point where the, nobody cares about them the, critically anymore. The, so the they only, might as well just make them. And I also there was I was reading an interview um, that came out, I think, a little before the movie came out. And apparently the only or not the only reason, but the main reason Colin Trevorrow wrote these two movies was that so he could make the third one, because that's the movie he really wanted to make. And he thought it needed a two movie build up to get to that What's story. The third one? Do we know? I don't stories? know. Because yeah, now yeah. the dino, now there's like what fifty dinosaurs on the planet left, and they are just running around Las Vegas. Listen, there's a cool story in there somewhere. Yeah, I'm know, sure there is. But about dinosaurs being used in the military and stuff. Imagine Saving Private Ryan, but with dinosaurs. That's not. Tr- I don't want that for Jurassic Park, though. That's not what the world's the park. I just Josh, you fuck. <laughs> Why didn't they listen to Jeff Goldblum? So I mean, you could did mean you should. Did Jeff Goldblum really seem like a really trustworthy guy back in the day? Now, obviously, yes. we know he was right about everything. I also thought it was hilarious that he was in it for literally as much time as I thought he was going to be in. Yeah. It's like when they announced it, I was like, he's going to be in this movie for maybe five minutes. Definitely in the beginning and at the end. And that's it. Lit- sitting down and talking. Yes. Doing nothing nothing like, he oh, is God. he is literally just a narrator to, to bookend the movie <laughs> fun times oh uh, fun oh why times uh let's see i saw wildlife with jake gyllenhaal and carrie mulligan it was boring as ass but gyllenhaal is good i guess maybe i don't know okay movie and then private life on netflix very nice very very New York, very like New York in the fall, and it's all cozy and about IVF and all that good stuff. I think there was a better movie there. They kind of skimmed over the things I was interested in and did other things that I wasn't as interested in, but it was overall pretty pretty well made, pretty smart. Definitely give it a pass. Alrighty then. Big news, boys. I think we're coming up on this year's Greatest Showman. Because Bohemian Rhapsody is coming out this Oof. week, and I f- I'm feeling some pretty pretty spicy takes coming about that. It's gonna be great. Yeah, maybe. For people like me that just want a good Queen movie, not people that want some dark movie, but I want a good movie. You know, if if asking that a film act somewhat accurately portrays the life of its main character is too much, then I guess it's just too much. There's accuracy, and then there's going into detail that they're just not. You know what movie what? went into really good detail and depicted its hero truthfully? If you say Steve Jobs, I swear to fucking God. <laughs> I'm not going to say that. But Steve Jobs. The social network. <laughs> yes. Steve Jobs! All right, Josh, now network. you're going to bounce off, and Cody and I are going to do our script reading of Steve Jobs. Oh, I can't wait. I love that so much. No, I kind of want to watch it now. Damn it. I thought I was going to try to give myself a year, but now I have to watch it after like two months. Ugh. Damn it. Josh, is it? can you just watch it again and appreciate it? I watched it like in, two years ago. Join in on a, on a nice bit for once and 
fanboy with Cody and I about how great it is. It's a very good film. It's the best movie ever made. They called it a film. It's true. It is a film. It's also a very good movie. No, it's a film. Because they're the same word, so... Except one is five letters, and one is four, and they only share one letter. Well, if you add an E with an apostrophe. That's true. For me. A.K.A. Steve Jobs. Whereas a movie is poo-poo garbage, such as The Greatest Showman. Steve Jobs is a good movie. Or Jobs, or whatever the hell it's called. Steve Jobs. The Greatest Showman Don't pretend like you don't know. Yeah. Greatest Showman is the feedback of cinema doesn't really get you anything, but it, like, you know. It's fun. It'll move your bowels a little bit. Steve Jobs is, like, quinoa. And, like, quinoa. Greatest Showman is more rewatchable. You know what Steve, Steve Jobs, Jobs is? Steve Jobs is a 55 Margot. I mean, a 55 Margot. Cody. Okay. Cody. From the movie. I got it. Speaking of Steve Jobs, however, I will this Thursday be in the same room as Mr. Aaron Benjamin Sorkin and the thespian known as Jeffrey Daniels for opening night of To Kill a Mockingbird on Broadway. I'm so excited, and I really hope I don't die until then, because that would really suck. It would be a big mood killer. So, Oh, can I tell you, can we end on a quick story? Sure. I, I went to Harry Potter, as you both know, and there was like... It's part one and two, so there's like an hour and a half little tweener. How long is it, like the whole thing? Uh, five hours. Jesus Christ. It's pretty crazy, but it's so good. I want to go again. <laughs> um, so I was just kind of like walking around. It's in Times Square, so just in general, the area just sucks. So I was trying to, I went to like um, a little west to get something to eat, and then I came back. And I was just kind of like, when I talk on the phone, I don't, I like wander. I kind of walk in circles, so I was doing that. And... I couldn't help but notice that near me was the Scientology building. I was like, oh, how fun. And there was this guy out there who was like doing the, hey, you want to come in and watch some videos or whatever? And his bit was, and this is how he would lure people in, is when they would walk by, he's like, oh, is that an accent? I was like, oh, my God. And I walked by and he pulled that on me. And I, was, I wasn't on the phone at this point. And he's like, hey, is that an accent I heard? I was like, I didn't say anything. What are you talking about? <laughs> he's like, oh, I thought, you, I, thought I heard just. Speak. I thought you had no, an accent. I didn't fucking say anything. He's like, I'm actually the tourist here. I'm from Australia. I'm like, I don't. So, I don't care, dude. What are you even talking about? And I just kind of went back and forth with him ten minutes, and I was like teasing him that I was going to go in and check it out. And I was like, Oh man, I got some time before my play. He's like, Oh, why don't you come in? Why don't you read some stuff, man? It's like, Oh well, I do have to get back because they're they're opening the merch stands. And he's like, Oh, that's no problem. It's like, Yeah, maybe I could stop in. I just did that for I wasted fifteen minutes of this guy's time, and I guess mine too. But I had fun doing it. So if you're ever in the if you're ever in Times Square, be sure to stop by the the Scientology building and mess with their heads a little bit. Because it's a lot of fun. but And I'm definitely using that from now on. Whenever I'm at the bar picking up girls. Like, oh, is that an accent, man? I thought mm-hmm. I heard an accent. It's pretty sick. But any final thoughts from you guys? No. Nah. Well, until next time, you can follow us at underscore Realflix on the Twitter. Be sure to leave an iTunes review and send, a, send us an email, realflixpodcast.gmail.com. Later. I would sacrifice anything come what might for the sake of holding you near in spite of a warning voice comes in the night and repeats and shouts in my ear. Don't you know, blue eyes, 
Under my skin, skin. 